The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Your Safe Space and I'm your host, Adele Marie. In today's episode, I'm joined again by my manager and friend, Em, and we deep dive into self-awareness. What is it and is it really better to have or is ignorance actually bliss? Let's get into the show. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm happy. I love having you in here. I love being in the studio and I also just love being with you. Like it's... Petition to make M permanent co-host of your safe space. Please sign it in the notes. I haven't made the petition. We can make the petition. Can peer pressure you into doing it. As you know, it's a Sunday show, so we like to start this one with our segment, What's Taking Up Space? And you already know the drill, so I'm going to let you go first. Tell me what's taking up space for you. What is taking up space for me is the same as it is most week, and that is dating and boys and all things. Can I just say, I love that because we're in the same era at the same time. We were in polar opposite eras like six months ago. Literally. I was sad girl crying over dumb boys and I was you were in, in a, a relationship. relationship. And now we're both in our hinge era, we're in our dating era, we're going on different dates, making lots of memories. And I it's love so it. Good. And like it's taking up space, but not in necessarily a bad way. Although I did get my first hey girly message the other you, week. You did. Which I didn't do anything wrong, let me clarify. No, um, it Em was did more just, not do anything wrong. She's an angel. I'm an angel. It was more, I had clarified with this man a million times. Do you have a girlfriend? Are you in a relationship? He technically wasn't, uh, but he did get dumped like six hours before getting on Tinder and matching with me. So questionable Morals, behavior. Ethics. Out but the me and his now ex are besties now. Like we genuinely went out for drinks. Yeah. So there's a whole story there. Maybe we'll get to that another day. But. Yeah. I love that. Good outcome in the end. Yeah. What's taking up space for me? Oh, I feel like. Can I say dating? Dating's taking up space for me as well, but I think I'm going to have to say work because work has been quite chaotic and I know it's going to be heading into this time of year, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing a whole heap of Christmas content for my YouTube channel. I've also got multiple Christmas parties coming up, which I can't wait for next week. You guys will see that obviously on my socials, but yeah, very much into the Christmas season. I mean, we're in December now, so what the fuck? But <laughs> I'm just trying to take it day by day. I think I learned some lessons last year. It was my first Christmas period time chunk where I hadn't really worked for myself before, or done content mm. full time. So I know what to do and I will be taking breaks and I will be working smarter, not harder. Yes. But yeah, just so everyone knows, I've been going on hot dates and it's going really good and I'm having fun with it. So I just thought I'd add that in there as well. Yay. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get into the main chat of the show and we are doing an episode on self-awareness today. Now, I'm very happy to do this episode because you actually came up with the idea. Yes. Look at her like doing little uh, brain dumps for us. I wrote a whole list. I was like, Adele, I have ideas. (laughs) So very fitting. And also it's fitting because Em is one of my most self-aware friends that I know. And when I go to Em for advice... (laughs) She gives me the exact same advice that my therapist gives me. Free therapy, everybody. Leave your comments down below. (laughs) Literally, free therapist. But I'm really excited to do this because I also feel like I am quite self-aware. And can I even say that about myself? Fuck yes, I can. I say it all the time about myself. I think it's own it. Exactly. We're self-aware. Exactly. So let's get into the show. I think we should start with what self-awareness is. And I'm going to give you guys the definition, but I want 
us to give you our perspective. So what is it to you? Like, what would it mean to you? To me, self-awareness is being able to understand how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling that way and what my response will be. A huge part of self-awareness for me as well is being conscious of how my actions and my behaviours affect other people and what that means. But I think in general, self-awareness to me is being able to like sit back from a situation and see it from another perspective and be like, this is what has happened. This is why I'm feeling this way. This is probably the best best logical next steps for me to take is probably my self-awareness. Yeah, I love that. I think it is very similar. I always try to understand how what I do impacts others, but I also think it's ultimately just me being able to fully understand myself, every Mm. element of myself, the way I think, the way I act, my emotions, my beliefs, my behavior. I just think it's really knowing you and really... being able to just like perceive and understand yourself. The definition, according to the dictionary, is a conscious knowledge of one's own character and feelings. And in an example, the example the dictionary gives is the process can be painful, but it leads to greater self-awareness. Kind of agree with that. It's a bit short, but I also want to touch on the fact that I believe we all have self-awareness. Yes. A level of self-awareness. Absolutely. I think self-awareness is like a spectrum and it can be something from like as deep as you know every thought and feeling that's going to cross your mind and how that's going to make you feel. And you know every little thing about yourself, whether that's like a behavior or a trait or whether that's positive or negative. And then it could be the complete other side where it's like you just lack all of that and are just so naive to your own feelings and how you just blissfully whisk your way through the world and without a care. Yeah, I compare that to like ignorance is bliss almost. You're just like, whatever. sometimes, God, am I so (laughs) jealous of that? I know, I know. Do you feel as you've gotten older or as you are getting older it's getting better for you yes absolutely I think with anything age and just time and learning yourself and experiencing occurs. life happens yeah yeah but I definitely think I've always been quite self-aware I think I've always been very aware of other people's perception of me and I think that's forced me to be self-aware in okay a way. where does that come from I don't know I think it's just I was in high school in particular I was always very like conscious of being left out and leaving people out so I think it was like I was always really conscious of how my actions let's say like sending out invites to a party or whatever how if I leave someone out how that would make me feel and putting myself in other people's shoes yeah wow so even as a kid you would think like that yeah because I I love that but I think because I it was it was almost selfishly in the sense of I would hate for that to happen to me so I don't want that to happen to other people yeah I feel like mine really only happened in my mid-20s I reckon Mm. through therapy through having an interest in like self-development because I would say I was mostly like pretty unaware pretty I was giving ignorance as bliss I was giving no thoughts just vibes up in my brain for most of my early 20s where I would make silly decisions just do lots of dumb shit not be a very good yeah not not being a good person because like to a degree I think I had those values underneath everything but it was just it took me some stuff to become self-aware yeah see maybe the more I think about it I'm like maybe my like journey to self-awareness actually kind of stemmed more from insecurity yeah I was like anxious and insecure about how I was going to be perceived so I was like I need to know these things about myself first yeah so either I can change them or I can approach situations in ways that are going to benefit me yeah that's really fascinating and interesting and thank you for sharing that with us I love that. No judgment. We're just observing. I'm just like, I'm like analyzing myself as I'm doing this. I'm like, maybe it is just, yeah, from like insecurity of I don't 
want people to think and perceive me in one way. So like, let me perceive myself first. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's powerful. Now there's actually two types of self-awareness. There is private and public self-awareness. So let's talk about private self-awareness first. And really, I think that's mainly what we just spoke about. So it's the being curious about yourself, self-discovery, understanding your actions, your thoughts and behavior. An example of that, I would say, is you go through a breakup. Mm -hmm. You do some reflection to understand why that breakup happened. Did you play a part in it? You're trying to unpack what that means about you or the situation that you were in. Another example I can give you is at work, you might receive some feedback and you're then analyzing yourself and trying to understand what that feedback means in relation to your performance or do you need to change some things at work or is there a different method or way that you can get something done? Do you have any examples that you can give of private self-awareness? I think it's about... Because I just want to give examples so the listeners can kind of see Mm. how it fits into real life. Let's say, you know, we're both kind of in our dating era. Yeah. But like going on a first date with someone and being self-aware of the behaviours you're kind of contributing. Yeah. And also aware of the behaviours they're contributing and how that's going to affect you. Like I think even simple as like acknowledging their red flags and being like, that's not going to work with this core value of my own or that's not going to work with this habit I have. Like I'm very aware that I like communication. I like someone that's going to talk to me and text me all day, every day. I know that about myself. I can analyze exactly why, but that's not (laughs) anyone's business. But if I'm going on dates with someone and they're, or I'm talking to someone and they're giving me nothing, I just know that that's not going to work. Yeah. And so it's like aware of what's important to me and how I'm going to function in this relationship and figure out if it's something that I can work on or if it's something worth having. Is that? Yeah, that's a good example. Is it? Yeah. Tell us about public self-awareness because I feel like you can relate to this one the most. Yes. So public self-awareness is kind of about the perception of others about you. It's how you understand how people act towards you. So noticing the body language, facial expressions and other little details I think public self-awareness is also about how your actions and feelings affect others. Yeah. So an example that I heard was someone taking a photo of an art at a museum, but holding up a queue of 20 people. And so it's like, that's their own, they're lacking self-awareness. They don't realize how their actions right now are impacting everybody else. Or, you know, someone ordering breakfast at a counter, but hasn't thought about it and doesn't want to step aside and let others go first. They're like, no, I'm going to sit here and read the whole menu holding up a queue of 50 people trying to get their morning coffee. Yeah. That's kind of lacking public self-awareness. I have one too. But I, on the other side is like how people's actions are towards you. Yeah. Do you have an example for that? Oh, I was going to say my example of public self-awareness is, is a way that I have it. I have it and I think it's a good thing where I film a lot of content out in public mm. and I'm very careful Yes. To not get strangers in the back of my videos, even if I'm in the gym or in a store. Sometimes I have to film content in store for brands as well. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even say, oh, don't get people in the background. Sometimes they do. But I'm like, I don't want to interrupt shoppers or interrupt people while they're just going about their day. And then there's me with my bloody camera yeah. being a pain in the fucking ass, right? <laughs> and like, I think your job requires a lot of public self-awareness, but a lot of influencers and creators lack that. I think it's quite easy, especially with the way we have access to cameras and filming and everyone kind of creates content now is it's important to consider everybody else in this situation if you're especially when filming in public. So the other side of public self-awareness is how you perceive others. 
And I think a big part of this, like an example for this one is social cues in general, yes. which can be tricky. Like obviously there's people that have like autism and stuff like that, that generally it makes it difficult to understand social cues, but people's body language and facial expressions and things like that are public self-awareness. Like if you are having a conversation with someone in public, you go up to them and you're like, oh, I really love your jacket, blah, blah, blah. And you're trying to have a conversation, but you notice they're kind of closed off and not really giving you much and giving you a one word answer. Being aware of that and being like, okay, they don't want to talk. Yeah. I'm just going to say, have a good day and move on. It's like when a guy asks for your number, you're out and yes. you're clearly saying no. You're giving him the face that's saying no and he's not fucking taking the no. Yeah. And I guess that leads into the next question which is what it looks like in people. And I wanted to put this in here because I rate self-awareness as like my number one trait when I am looking for a potential partner. So you want a potential partner to have high self-awareness? Yeah. yeah. I literally have a list in my notes app and maybe one day I can read it to you guys. We can do a list on, we can do another episode on something like that. But on top of my list is, is self-aware. Absolutely. Or goes to therapy. And so I think it is also easier to see in people if you are someone who is self-aware. Would yes. you agree with that? And this is something that I will probably touch on later, but I think that it you've got to be a little vulnerable to get a little vulnerable. Yeah. So it's like you've kind of got to give them, oh, yeah, this is a trait about myself that I'm aware of to encourage them to do the same in yeah. a way. Lead by example. Yeah. But yeah. What do you think it looks like in a person for you? The big quality that comes to mind for someone that's self-aware is like communication Mm. it's someone that is able to set boundaries for themselves and for others and kind of say like oh I'm actually not comfortable with that because of xyz or oh I didn't really like when you said that or I don't think I'm really the best person to answer this question because of xyz like I think someone that can just tell it how it is yeah is a big trait yeah I agree with that I also think being able to react appropriately and like handling their emotions properly, not properly, because I think properly is a a bad word, but I think we all will experience a range of emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Just being able to manage that and almost be able to self-regulate and like maybe it's not blowing up. Maybe it's not starting a conflict over something that maybe doesn't need to have a conflict started over. Maybe it's just being able to have a one-on-one conversation and it's reasonable. Yeah, I think everyone's emotions and reactions to situations vary and I think – I genuinely believe that any reaction, sorry, any emotion is valid, but it's the reaction that's important. So it's like you can feel very strongly about a situation, but you need to be self-aware that and recognize that feeling and be like, okay, how do I react appropriately to this situation in a way that is safe and healthy for me and everyone else that's going to have to deal with it? And I think that being self-aware or being with someone that is self-aware is so important to avoid arguments and to avoid conflict because it's like I can articulate my feelings because I know how I'm feeling and I know why I'm feeling this way and we're able to communicate it instead of just yelling about it yeah and it's that whole thing where it's like it's okay to have like conflict whether it's platonically romantically but it doesn't necessarily have to be a big blow up. Like you can just talk about it and like still have yourself validated, them validated, your needs met and vice versa. I think it really also shows, well, I think emotional intelligence is also something that I like to see in others, whether it is a friend or potential partner, like to be able to know that like they're okay sitting in whatever emotion that they can explain to me how they're feeling. And I think the best way that I have found that even in dating recently is just to have conversations. Like the more you talk to people, Mm. the better understanding you can get on their emotional intelligence and like their level of self-awareness as well. Yeah. I tell like everybody that I talk to that I'm like, I don't, you have to be direct, like get to the point with me. I'm not, 
going to play games or try to interpret how you're feeling. Like if someone sends me a message and I'm kind of confused, I'll literally say, I don't understand what you're trying to say here. Let's elaborate. Like, yeah, to the point, tell me what's going on because like, I don't have time to guess how you're feeling. And I think it's only going to help you by being able to articulate your feelings. Yeah, for sure. I also think they are driven in their own life. I think they've got their own goals. They're working towards things like their own like personal development. They've got that interest in there. To me, I think that is a sign that someone is self-aware. I might be wrong. You might disagree, but it ideally it yes. takes reflection. Like it does take reflection to be self-aware, but I think people can be self-aware of their bad habits and not change. Yeah, true. Fuck. I think That's we're giving like point. self-awareness can be a positive thing. Like people can use that for growth and development, but people can also weaponize that. Yeah. Like they know their bad habits and their bad traits and they might be use like, yeah, I'm advantage. aware of this. Yeah. But I think in general, in this episode, we're kind of talking about the positive use of self-awareness. Yeah. And we'll get to the bad in a second. Yeah. Because it's important. We're going to give them, we will give you guys both sides. I personally love being self-aware and we're going to talk about why it's good because for me, I feel like it's just been... My life has been better since I've increased or built my self-awareness. And we'll give you some tips at the end. But psychologist Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. That is really fitting. And I can relate to that maybe in my early 20s where life would just be happening. And I'm just like, "Eh, it is what it is kind of thing. And yes, to a degree, it is what it is. But I feel like there's more power when you are self-aware and I found that since since I've worked on it consciously, it has made me get a little bit clearer. It has given me more direction. It has helped me make decisions. It has had a positive impact on my life. Yeah, I think being able to be self-aware and just conscious of your behaviors allows you to make more informed decisions that are going to better your life. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, it'll just work out or it'll just like happen, kind of happen. It's like, actually, if these are the options presented to me, I know myself well enough to say, this one is going to better me in the long run. Yeah. The other thing as well, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel like my own like compassion and empathy for myself mm. has increased. I'm so much more gentle with myself. I have more compassion. I can hold the space for myself. Yeah. I feel like I treat myself better because of that. But then also I hold that same feeling and thought towards the people in my life as well. Like it's been self-awareness that has been that tie. Yeah, I like that. I think a big benefit of being self-aware for me is knowing your worth. And I think this is something that has come with age, but it's you become quite aware of what's good for you and what's bad for you and what brings value to your life and what other qualities you like in yourself and the qualities that you value in others. And so whether that's friendships, relationships, even work, Mm -hmm. things in your life, I think you're able to kind of sit back and be like, okay, no, that's actually going to cause me more harm. Well, that doesn't align with what I want to be doing and that's just not for me yeah I love that and then I think naturally that would build your confidence Mm, absolutely yeah I would say that's probably my main one what you just touched on yeah Yeah. knowing your worth kind of encompasses a lot of what self-awareness is yeah it's like I know what I bring to the table yeah so I'm confident in what I bring to the table and I won't sit at a table or accept whatever it is in any other area that's not for me yeah I also think a big benefit of being self-aware is better communication skills. Yeah. And I think that's something everyone always says. It's like communication is so important in friendships and relationships. And I fully admit, like, I'm self-aware that there are times where I'm, like, shut down and I won't communicate. But I'm 
aware of that and now I can communicate that I'll say like I actually don't want to have this conversation right now let me collect my thoughts I'll be back kind of see I love that yeah I think that's a great thing to have and be able to take accountability yes yeah taking accountability is my favorite trait in a person (laughs) and I also think that that is an important skill someone has to have in order to get self-aware yeah you need to be part of the puzzle you need to be able to take accountability and be like, my behavior is not appropriate or my reaction to this wasn't appropriate or the way I'm feeling is actually quite unfair on you or the way that I'm treating you is unfair. Yeah. Accountability is a huge, important part of yeah. self-awareness to me. That's what I loved about going to therapy, right? Because I went into therapy for other things and then through it, we got to like sit down and unpack like my past relationships, my past patterns. I was the common denominator. Mm. And I was able to very clearly see the role that I played in the downfall of all those relationships and how I got myself into those messes and how I got myself into certain situations. And it's like, that's how I was able to, for the first time, probably take accountability because it's like, well, I want to change this. How do I change it and not repeat the pattern? So yeah, fuck, we should do another episode on accountability as well. But I want to get into the downside, right? Because we both discussed this off air. There is some harm to it there is some downside and we want to unpack that as well because we don't want you to come and listen to this episode and be like oh my god I need to think about absolutely everything and do all the most stuff like no because that's the issue is that if you think about absolutely everything and do the most stuff you cannot stop thinking and you overthink and you land yourself in an anxiety spiral of what am I who am I yeah what is going on it's a slippery slope and I noticed this probably at the start of my self-development journey and I think it's very I think it's common in anyone who's had a self-development journey. Like you start, you dip your toes in, you might read a book, you might follow someone on social media that gives you that kind of vibe. And then you start doing some introspective work. And then suddenly it's like, you're only seeing all the things that you suck at. You're only seeing all the things that you need to work on. Mm. Suddenly you're very, like you're the problem and there's so many things wrong and broken with you that you have to try and fix yourself. And then it's like this never ending fixing yourself cycle but it doesn't have to be like that. And I would really urge you to not let it be like that. It doesn't have to be a slippery slope. You don't always have to be working. You don't always have to be doing better. You can just exist as you are and also be enough. Yes, because I think a key part of self-awareness is being aware of your behaviors now and yes, fix the ones that you can and the ones you can in time, but also not everyone is perfect. You can be aware of your negative and bad traits. Like it's not all about fixing them. It's just about being aware of them. Correct. And I would even say no one's perfect and humans are fatally flawed. I always, again, maybe because I'm dating, I think about this in dating, but I'm like, literally none of the guys I'm going on dates with are ever going to be perfect. Never. But I would rather have someone who understands where they're not perfect. Yes. And has a willingness to communicate and show up yes. and try to do their best. Absolutely. And again, we're talking about the bad stuff here. I think the unhealthy part of it can happen as well where you're trying to like then please other people because of how you're being perceived. And so if mm. that looks like you changing your behavior to like fit the mold for other people, that can also be quite a negative aspect and like a dangerous thing to do as well. Another negative part of being self-aware can kind of lead to internalizing a lot of things or and I've seen a lot of like videos about this particularly from like therapists and stuff but having patients that are really self-aware and they just intellectualize their feelings and so they're like they don't actually allow themselves to feel it and I think that's like almost a consequence for myself is I find myself often intellectualizing my own feelings and just being like this is how I'm feeling this is why I've just got to deal with that and get over it and not allow yourself to kind of sit in it and feel the emotions yeah 
Which I'm is, guilty of that too. Yeah, it's just like, ah, not a big deal. I know that this is exactly what's going on. I'll like step out of that now. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you're actually allowed to be upset that something happened. Yeah. You're allowed to have a little cry. You're allowed to have a vent. Like it's okay, even though you know why it happened or, you know, you did this. This was a decision you made. Still allowed to have emotions around it. Yeah, such a good point. My therapist will always tell me off for that because like I'll go to her, I'll be like, this happened and this is what needs to happen next and this is the outcome and I'm over it. And she's like, well, no, you're not. You're allowed to grieve or you're allowed to be sad or you're allowed to just sit in the uncomfortable feelings because sometimes... I think if you are aware and you know that their the uncomfortable feeling is there, you can almost want to not sit in it and suppress it because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Is there anything else you think is negative or a downside? I think that learning to be self-aware can lead to a lot of overthinking and like hypercriticism oh. of yourself Yes. and others. You kind of go on this like little spiral of, oh, like I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough or trying to be perfect. Fuck that. And you just focus on your negative traits. But I think being self-aware... It's also about focusing on the positive traits that you have Mm -hmm. and what you bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we jump into the next part, I think there's also that thing that happens where sometimes when you are overthinking, you can not make decisions Mm. and you can be stuck in indecision because you're paralyzed by your thoughts and paralyzed by the possible outcome. So sometimes I can relate to you when you said like, oh, that must be nice when people can just like, you know, not think about things. And sometimes I wish I could turn off my brain and just be like chill, but I still for the most part would rather have it. But we are going to jump into talking about how being self-aware can impact your relationships with yourself and others. And I think it's a good thing Mm. for the most part. I think it's a good thing. I think it's tricky if you know, you're quite self-aware and you're with a partner or a friend that isn't self-aware. I think that's always quite tricky. Are all the people in your life self-aware? I think that they would think they are, but I feel like <laughs> I'm aware of things that they aren't aware of. Yeah. In the sense, because I think, and that's also something that has got to make me spiral is like, I think I'm self-aware. <laughs> what if I'm not? <laughs> there's people that are sitting there that are like, she's not aware she does this and she does this and she's really annoying when she does this. But it's like, I can't, it's not my problem. Yeah. (laughs) Not my problem right now. We can't control everything. And so I think a lot of people in my life are self-aware in the way they need to be. I might be also aware of traits that they might not be aware of or Mm -hmm. behaviours they do that they aren't aware of. Yeah. But like it all comes with time and... Yeah. And it's like that saying, right, you can only meet people as deep as they've met themselves. Mm. Right? I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think to myself, in a partner, like I think it's a Mm non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. But in like certain friends or family, if this is like the level of depth, it is what it is. I'm not going to put pressure or strain on that. But for the most part, I do think it is a benefit because the good still in my mind does outweigh the bad. Like if you think about it, good communication, better conflict resolution, understanding your own Mm -hmm. strengths and weaknesses, having better empathy, that's going to impact your relationships in a better way, whether it is romantic or platonic. Yeah. Obviously, the negative can also play a part there, but I still think it's better in the end. Yeah, I think all of these things are so good to have in a partner. And I think as well, being self-aware of your bad traits will strengthen your relationships. Being able to say to someone, oh, I know that I get quite jealous when blah, blah, blah. Like I'm aware of this jealousy. I'm working on it and I will ensure that I react appropriately. Yeah. Is important. Those kind of things are what strengthen relationships and being able to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm aware I'm not perfect. And I know this is quite a toxic 100%. trait of mine. I had the same but, thing um, recently mm. in a situation and 
I responded to something out of like pure anxiety. Yeah. But I immediately knew. And then I was able to say that reaction wasn't coming from like a healthy part of me that was coming from like an anxious place because I'd, I've been through X, Y, Z and I was able to communicate that. Yeah. But yeah, nothing then happened from my reaction. And I think it was good for the other person to realize, well, that's why she responded like that. Yes. So I, I still, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Really wholesome when people are able to kind own of their shit, own their shit, take accountability and be like, I know this isn't something that I do. And then their partner's like aware of that and helps them through that. Like, I think it's quite a good yeah. relationship building that's sweet so the listeners are probably listening being like okay girls now tell us how and we're going to tell you how we're going to give you some of our top tips i think we'll go one for one one for one one for one if you want to go first and give us your number one top tip my first top tip is going to be to sit with and analyze your feelings how are you feeling why are you feeling like this do the same for your behaviors for any of your common traits or habits or occurrences and be like this is a common denominator in my life. Why? It makes me feel like this. Why is that? Can I add? Yes. Google the emotion wheel mm. because the emotion wheel can just help you label things and see things that you might be feeling if this is not something that comes natural to you. I'm a, I love the emotion wheel. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I don't really use the emotion wheel. That's because you know the emotions. Though. I haven't. I've not really ever done any self-help things. Okay. I don't. I haven't read books. I haven't done things. I'm like, fucking give me all the books. Yeah. Give me all the podcasts. I think this is just more of like a sit with your reaction to things. Yeah. And just really understand why you're feeling some way and what made you feel that way. Like, what are your triggers in a way? Mm. I think that will really help you start to understand who you are and like help you start the kind of self-awareness journey. Yeah. My second tip is to practice mindfulness. And I know mindfulness is like a bit of a buzzword, but to me, mindfulness is just being present either in a moment or in the day. And so a conscious decision that I try to make is just to stay present in today. Mm -hmm. Today, the day of recording, it's a Tuesday. I'm trying not to have anxiety about what's coming in the future. I'm trying not to have guilt or shame about things in the past. I'm able to just try and stay present on a day-to-day basis. I will also add though, it is nice to carve out moments where you can try to practice this because it's hard to sometimes stay present. It's hard to be Mm -hmm. mindful if you've never done it before. And some ways that you can start to be mindful is either even just like going for a walk just walking seeing what comes into your head without a podcast without music on your own seeing how that feels Mm. even breathing doing some breathing exercises we've had a couple of episodes in the past where our guests have had given us like breathing whether it's like holding in for four breathing in for four holding for eight breathing out doing that repeated just bringing it back to your breath bringing it back to the moment it might even be just having a minute when you're having your coffee in the morning to like enjoy the coffee and think to yourself okay today's a new day we're gonna give it a go kind of thing I'm a huge fan of doing that what's your next tip Em? my next tip is probably a bit around like accountability yeah I think it's really 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 important to examine your reaction and understand your reactions to things whether that's feedback whether it's rejection whether it's affection are your reactions to things appropriate how are other people around you reacting to things Your feelings are always valid, but the way you react to things speaks volume. And I think being able to take accountability for your reactions when they're poor is so important. Mm -hmm. 
general accountability of the way you communicate anything you've done to yourself or others take accountability reflect on that and see where it takes you accountability is hot accountability (laughs) i was literally gonna say accountability is so sexy when someone can say i was wrong i'm sorry that i made you feel this way or i'm sorry that i did this that wasn't fair of me give me a kiss on the lips like that is (laughs) so sexy is that number one on like your it wasn't but I think I'm gonna have to yeah you're really passionate about accountability I'm really passionate about accountability (laughs) because I think even in friendships even in relationships even in like work spaces if someone's no to me always be accountable if I've done the wrong thing well yeah because it's like I feel like I am with you though yeah and even if it's just like a oh sorry that was my fault yeah good like I don't want to have to be sitting there trying to make you feel better because you've you you're putting take- the blame on me. Like I don't want to apologize for something that you've done. Yeah. Take accountability and we can all apologize to each other and it can be one nice, happy thing. Yeah. But don't try to blame me for something that you've done or if you're not aware of your own actions and instead you're placing the blame onto me to make yourself feel better. No. So I think yeah. taking accountability is honestly probably the first step to being self-aware. Yeah. Is being able to acknowledge when you're wrong. And it's not even – accountability doesn't always have to be – accountable for something that's wrong yeah it goes give yourself yeah accountability for doing something right yeah celebrate yourself too and your good traits and yeah and accountability is sexy guys yeah remember that yeah yeah oh i'll title this episode accountability (laughs) sexy uh my next one is journaling which i'm a big journal girl i Mm. love journaling and i love it because i feel like sometimes writing is just easier for me than letting it run rampant in my head Yes, I feel like Adele's brain sometimes can be scary place. Scary place. (laughs) I think, yeah, either you're a journaler, I'm a talker. Yes. But I think generally getting the words out, whether that's on paper or that's to somebody else. I agree. Let's just say expressing. Yeah. So you can do it written, you can do it verbally, just get it out of your brain. Yeah. That is in a way being mindful too. These these tips are all intertwined. Kind Kind of intertwined. Intertwined. What else do you have on yours? My final one is to open the line of communication in your relationships. Yeah. Friends, family, workplace. And I think that, as I mentioned before, you've got to be a little vulnerable to get a little vulnerability back. Being able to communicate with people how you're feeling, take accountability for your actions or like ask for feedback, give feedback. Being able to start the lines of communication will make the whole process so much easier. Yeah. I have this thing with dating. I sorry to bring everything back to dating. Yeah, Fuck, we do. We I'm just do. I can't help it everyone, okay? I'm a single girl in my dating era. But I like to ask different questions so mm. I can see how potential dates might answer them and it just isn't a nice way to like get that line of communication open while you're getting to know someone. Yeah. So huge. I be- I I love that one too. Yeah. Which is crazy because I'm again very self-aware that I We'll avoid conflict if given the chance. But I think I'm really taking approach at the moment, whereas I'm like, if it's going to end in conflict, then it's not healthy. I need to be able to say, hey, I really didn't like when you did this or I was quite hurt by this action of yours. Totally understand that it wasn't intentional on your behalf, but just letting you know that's kind of how that made me feel. Be a little vulnerable and they might be like, I'm really sorry I made you feel that way. X, Y, Z is why this happened. Yeah. Sorry kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that so much. And my last tip is therapy because... Love it. (laughs) I am team therapy. And I know every time I talk about therapy, I understand it is 
inaccessible for some people and it's Mm. not something that you can easily access speak to your doctor speak to your gp even if you're listening to this episode and think oh my god like i would love to dig a little deeper there are mental health care plans out there there are also free services there's even to a degree books yeah podcasts other youtube videos things that you could watch potentially as well but that has been the number one thing that has then taught me everything else yeah. in my life so I think I like owe it to that because I've just learned really good coping really good understanding of myself really good communication all the skills I've learned owe it to my therapist my favorite part of therapy <laughs> is the validation oh it's yes so, she's like you are like really self-aware like you're doing so good and I'm like thank, <laughs> thank you. you I feel like therapy helped me at the start because my therapist validated me Yes. But then she taught me how to validate myself. Yes. And now I can validate people in my life. And yeah. it's such a good tool to have. Yeah. When people are apprehensive of therapy, I'm always just like, it's a third party person that will likely always take your side, but yeah. will provide information <laughs> and like support onto maybe this is how the other person saw the situation. Like it's yeah a third party perspective on whatever's going on in your life. But, but they're they, in your corner. Or always in your corner. Yeah. Oh. But you've got to be, I guess, take accountability there too. They might say, you actually, are you sure that was an appropriate reaction? Yeah. Like, do you think that was the best decision you could have made? Yeah. You have to leave your ego at the door and be willing to hear. But it really helps you learn more about yourself. For sure. Oh, I really like this chat, Em. It was good. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, before you run away, don't say thank you like you're trying to wrap the fucking show. I don't want to leave. (laughs) We have our PS of the show. P.S. I love you. Like the end that's, of that's the how letter. we end. That's how we end all of our text messages. I know. To each other. Love you so much. But what's your recommendation of the week? Well, considering I'm in Melbourne for the week, I came for a work thing yesterday and a kind of today. But I was like, thank you. Can I extend the trip? And so my recommendation is to take the little trip where you can. Yes. Uh, I use this weekend to reach out and reconnect with a bunch of old friends that I've kind of haven't seen in a, year, a few years. It's like the kind of friends that we only see when we're in each other's cities. So it was really nice to see everybody again and yeah, take the trip and reach out and reconnect with old friends. Is my I love recommendation. that. That's nice. And I obviously love that you've been here because I've seen you three times in yeah. like four days. That's so exciting. <laughs> and it's the best day ever because I have separation anxiety from you because you do not live in Melbourne. We need to sort that out. My recommendation, so out of pocket. <laughs> I love your recommendation. <laughs> okay. So I saw a TikTok like two weeks ago and it was somebody ordering from their uber eats app i did see this yeah popcorn and chalk tops and they had a movie night at home and so i have started ordering popcorn and chalk tops which is very bad for the bank account so expensive like cinema food is so expensive in general let alone uber eats cinema food. do you know how good it feels to have cinema food Mm. on your couch at home also getting your chalk top biting off the chocolate layer you know i love Boysenberry, that's my flavor. Don't tell me you're a mint girl. I'm a mint girl. (laughs) Sorry to anyone that eats mint chocolate ice cream. In the bin you all go. I think mint chocolate ice cream is good. And I just think the toothpaste. Okay, that is the most immature thing you could ever say. (laughs) It's fucking toothpaste. Grow up. (laughs) You are a grown adult. Mint does not taste like toothpaste. It does. It doesn't. Do you do this? Do you eat the chocolate and then do you dip your chalk top into the popcorn? No. You don't? I have never heard of that in my entire life. Sweet and salty? I'm I'm into it. You need to try it. But I have never once considered that in my life. Should we go to Village after here and get a chocolate and some ice cream? Should we go watch the Hunger Games movie? Possibly. Anyway, (laughs) 
I mean, do that at your own will if you want, but I've been enjoying it. I've made a handful of Uber Eats deliveries with popcorn and boysenberry chalk top. My mum's a mint girly as well, so you're all right. I, I can't great. hate you for or like it. like the classic vanilla. Can't go basic, wrong. Basic, you know. All right. Well, now we can wrap the show. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Em, for joining me. Thank you, Adele, for having me as Come always. Come back. And if you guys are wanting to do a little bit of self-awareness, go and do the journal prompts that are in the Facebook group or the podcast Instagram. Why not? That can help you out as well. But thank you for listening. I hope you've had a good weekend. I hope you have a great week ahead. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. And please, please join the Facebook group. It's the best group ever. Anyone who's in there. I love it. You're the best. We love you. They're so good. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your Safe Space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network.